today on the Zabecast, the Garrett Gilbert era was brief, wet, and unsuccessful. Where did the Wolf go now after the loss in Philly? Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. We've got NFL officiating to fix, so let's roll up our sleeves, plus the legend of Pete Davidson grows. Plus, just chill, people. It's a lynx, not a cat. Your 45-minute, uncensored, 140-proof version of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! (laughs) Here we go! Thursday, December 23rd, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Good to be back in my home studio after a couple days off. Thank you for downloading. Hope you are all set for Christmas. I still have some shopping to do. Oh, I know. I leave it to the last minute. If it's not in the last two days, I feel like it's not even fun. I feel like it's not even a game. So I'm ready. I'm ready for these two days, late night runouts, early morning runouts. Wait, got to go get one more thing. This is my time to shine. The Wuft lose on Tuesday night in Philadelphia. The general consensus is, hey, what do you expect? They were playing with Garrett Gilbert on three days notice, signed from another team's practice squad. What do you expect? And there's a lot to be said for that. They had a bunch of other guys out. However, they let the Eagles run all over them with a defense that had most of its A players in place, especially up front. Payne and Allen, Sweat was back from the COVID list, and you might say, well, he wasn't in shape to play because he's been out for so long. If you're out there playing, there's no excuses. Ionitis was in there. Uh, Most of their linebacking core, they got run on and run on badly. Uh, And Dallas Goddard, I mean, he had two huge drops that were like, what what are you doing, bro? He had one drop on a screen. The second one probably was going to go for 55 yards in a tutty. Ended up with seven for 193. And the drop that bounced off his heel that looked like the ground and then was whistled dead. Uh, Whoops. Woofed scored on it anyway. So they start 10-0 the football team, so they have a shot right then and there. And it's a three-point game as late as, let me get this here, 11.44 to go in the game. They're down three, 11.44 left in the game. I mean, that game was there to be won. No excuses. So the Wolf fall to six and eight, and many people are saying, that's it, they're done, stick a fork in them. I believe their FPI number is somewhere in the single digits. I think I saw 9%. Very contingent, though, on what happens in Dallas on Sunday. Now, I would normally say they got no shot, but it's the NFL. Anything and anyone, anything can happen now in the NFL, especially in the age of COVID. Did anyone see Detroit rising up to punk Arizona? Not many. Did anyone see Tom Brady getting shut out at home by a Saints team with Taysom Hill at quarterback? Nope. Not a lot of people saw that, even though the Saints have played Tom Brady very very tough. So I'd say they got no shot, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. A loss to Dallas would, I think, essentially put the nail in the coffin. But here's the larger point about the Wolfskins. What are they doing? Where are they going? What's their plan? The low bar of, well, if we could just make the playoffs, is too low a bar. 
and I know you, it's ridiculous to say, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna make this we're gonna make the Super Bowl this year," but that still needs to be the point. You still need to constantly build a team that you think can win the Super Bowl, and even with Taylor Heineke fully healthy and everyone else, they're not a Super Bowl team. You might say, "Well, they played they they crushed Tampa." Okay, so did the Saints. Oh, they played Green Bay pretty tough up there. Hey. They need to build a team that is oriented towards, we're going to do something and do something big. Not just, oh, we're trying to make the playoffs. And I'm not against trying to make the playoffs. But the expectations now in Washington are so low that I don't think most fans and even the media and certainly not the organization, they can't see beyond how low they've set their own bar. And they're not even going to jump over this low bar this year because they're not going to make the playoffs. So then January is going to come. Week 18 is going to end. And you're going to be left with what? You're going to be left with a team you've got to keep on getting better somehow. And you've got no quarterback. They've passed on two quarterbacks that they have to be kicking themselves about in the last two drafts. Justin Herbert and then Mac Jones. Could have had both guys. Now, they would have had to move up to get Mac Jones in his natural spot, but it was very doable. It was a couple of spots. And they would have shocked the world if they had passed on um, on Chase Young at two to take Herbert because Herbert was not considered nearly the prospect he is turning out to be. But at some point, some team is going to employ the strategy that I have now championed for a couple years that no team seems willing to do. If you're a team who definitely doesn't have a quarterback, take one in the first round every year. That's right. Best quarterback on the board. First round. Well, but what if there's no first round quarterbacks out there? It's got to be somebody. Got to be somebody. Either you got a guy, if you have a guy at quarterback, likely you're picking 16 and below. So if you're in the top 16 and you know you don't have a guy, take another guy and take another guy and let them fight it out. It's a strategy that really has not been tried. The one exception I think would be Arizona that quickly realized that uh, the kid from UCLA was no good and they got to start over and they fired their coach after one season who happened to be black and that was unfortunate, but every now and then that does happen. Why can't uh, Josh Rosen, Rosen Rosen, where the hell's the records room? Anyway, the other thing about uh, the Wolfskins losing to Philly is they lost by bringing their own benches. Oh, for God's sakes. Now, I know Snyder is not running the team, wink, wink. It's Tanya Snyder. But if there ever there was a Danny move, it would be, ooh, 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 I saw Dallas did this to us. We're going to do the same. <laughs> Such weak sauce. That right, they, whoever made that decision, Dan or Tanya or uh, maybe Ron, it just stop it already. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Of course, COVID in sports is now really heating up. You've got the quarterback for Georgia, with COVID, 10 days away from their game. Texas A&M just had to pull out of the Gator Bowl. Now, the Gator Bowl, it's not 
it's a tier two bowl, but it's, I mean, it's not the tax slayer bowl. And Texas A&M is out. They don't have enough players. And you have to ask yourself at this point, well. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? The NHL has paused their season early. They were going to take a pause anyway, they said, for Christmas. They've now pulled out of the Olympics in China. The NBA and Adam Silver has wisely said, well, I don't know what good pausing the season's going to do. That's what I said when I heard about the NHL. I'm like, oh, you're going to pause your season. Then what? The one thing these leagues have a hard time getting their head around is this. And I said it back in June of 2020, just three months into two weeks to slow the spread, which has now turned into 24 months to flatten every bit of society as we know it. I said in June of 2020, Fauci is not your friend. These leagues at some point will stop testing players entirely. Yeah, including symptomatic. When will they stop testing players? They can do it now and get on the other side of this and just say, if you're sick, if you're sick, stay away from the team. And when you feel better, come back. But we're not going to test you for COVID, for the cron, for the whooping cough, for the flu. We're just going to tell you to stay away. Or they can stop testing sometime later. We don't know when. When maybe it's like, okay, is the coast clear? Our numbers going down? By the way, in the spring, numbers going to go down. In the summer, they're going to be very low. How do we know this? Two years of graphs of the seasonality of the virus by region that are almost identical. But you know that. You're smart. Listeners of this podcast, you're smart. You know that. So you can stop now. You can stop sometime later when it looks like, okay, the coast is clear. You can stop when Fauci says it's okay to stop, and <laughs> that's that's as close to never as you're going to get. <laughs> Fauci said this week, if somebody is unvaccinated in your family, you shouldn't invite them to Christmas. <laughs> this fucking guy. Unreal. And if you are somebody who is unvaccinated and your vaccinated family says, we don't want you, here's what you go. Cool, brah. I'll be at home. (laughs) If that's how you're going to be, I don't need to come. Or you can stop testing never. And never just seems like a long ass time away. It's your choice, sports. What do you want to do? Stop testing now. Stop testing sometime in the future when it's like, okay, the coast is clear. I think we can do it. Stop testing when Fauci says it's okay or never. But in the meantime, people want to live live their lives. These student athletes, even the ones cashing in on nil rights as quasi-professionals, their lives, their, their experiences at this time of their life are precious. They can't be redeemed later even if you let them come back for another year. I mean, life has to go on at some point, right? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, it's a good question. I wonder if there's meetings on that and people are saying that forcefully. Be a good idea to get a beat on that. All right, let's get to my man, Notorious J-A-Y.
Good evening. Bro, it looks like this Pete Davidson thing is real with Kim Kardashian. Oh, How even. on earth is he doing this, Jay? The rumor is he's he's the 2000 version of Milton Berle. Just, That's the rumor. Just hung like he is a yeah. thoroughbred, basically. Yeah, I guess. Because he's not funny. I know he's not funny, and he's not good looking. But, I mean, just a large penis lets you go that far in life? I mean, I guess, and he might be funny to her, because, you know, funny guys, we get a little more credit than we were, than, than we're supposed to. Well, we, we. Who are you saying yeah. we? You got a mouse in your pocket there, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. All right. Ah, yeah, okay. All right. All right, all right, all right. So I was just talking before I called you up, I was just talking about Garrett Gilbert and how the Garrett Gilbert era was short unsuccessful and wet in Philadelphia. Uh, he will now be tossed back onto the scrap heap of practice, you know, team quarterbacks. It's his second and probably last NFL start, but he wasn't horrible. 20 of 31, a buck 94 on a rainy night uh, with three days of practice. Did you hear though, the legend of Garrett Gilbert when he was coming up the high school ranks in Texas? Okay. I do. Yeah. I do know he went to Texas and he was a schoolboy prodigy. I do remember that. He was like a, a top 10 uh, recruit. Oh, Garrett he, Gilbert. he, uh, Mac Brown passed on two other guys. And I forget the names now. They mentioned it during the broadcast, who turned out to be really great NFL quarterbacks, but passed on them for Garrett Gilbert. Oh, uh, well, RG3 was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget push. the other one. But, we call that a push. Yeah, right. But Garrett Gilbert was the number one all-time passer in Texas high school history when he left for college. And that, that's kind of a big deal. Yes. And so my point is, you see Garrett Gilbert with his big thousand-yard dum-dum stare and his great head of hair running around, getting knocked down, trying his best, and you think, this guy's a scrub. But in fact, this guy was a effing stud. Back in the day, anyone who makes the NFL in any capacity is already near the pinnacle of a very narrow and steep triangle of talent in the sport itself. No, no, you're 100% correct. Yeah. But I mean, I, I wish I had that list because I'd love to know who it Matt was, Brown passed it on. It was another guy. It was two guys. It wasn't a list per se. But that leads me into my next conversation about the officiating. It seems like this happens every year. As the playoffs get closer and every game is under a microscope now, the bitching and the moaning from people about this, this officiating in the NFL is ridiculous. It's out of control. I can't believe they put this product on the field. I hear it year after year after year. I'm not disagreeing with it. However, it's almost like an annual rite of passage where now that the games matter, People are more and more angry. Why is NFL officiating so broken? Do you agree with my premise that it is indeed broken? That is a but it's broken from the college level also. So if you have no shitty officials to pick from, you're gonna have a shitty product. The, okay. The, the, the Pac-12 officials are known as the biggest joke ever. Who are you, I mean, you going to choose from? What, an all-SEC crew all the time? <laughs> no. 
No, and in fact, there was like a real officiating meltdown in one of the early bowl games last Friday where the league had to put out a statement saying, yeah, uh, the end of that game was really, really bad. We're sorry about the ending of that game. Don't yeah, know if you it, saw that. But yeah, well, I, I pointed out four things about the officiating that I think has really made it so unwieldy. Number one is the rule book is too damn dense. There's too many rules too many things they have to watch for, too much specifics. You got to weed it out. You got to take a bunch of stuff out, you know? Like lining up, like all these formational penalties. Fucking cares. In, in the neutral zone. Yeah, and stuff so you, like... You see, wait a minute, you're saying that's too dense? No, 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 I'm saying formations. Like you can't have oh, a tight oh, end uncovered. Oh, covering up the covering up the wide receiver. Right, right. Gotcha. Okay. There's a lot of things that you could weed out of the rule. The rule book is very dense, number one. Number two is that the safety uh, points of emphasis are impossible to adequately administer on an even basis you'll get a guy for touching a dude who's not even out of bounds yet a quarterback but it looks bad because he goes sprawling into his own bench and then sells it really well and then you'll get justin fields being pile driven on a play that had been whistled and, dead and they don't call anything ben roethlisberger was shoved he was literally pile driving to the ground and they called nothing yeah uh, so there, the, all these safety rules, and and I've said before, the, the the sliding bullshit. I don't give a shit. Quarterback should be hittable, whether they slide or not. Not spearable, not helmet to helmet, but they should be hittable. And if they don't want to, if they don't want to get hit, don't run. Stay your I ass just, in the backfield. Don't or get out of bounds, or or just throw the ball away. But that yeah. leads to my third point, and that is offense. The NFL wants and needs offense. That's why there's so many ticky-tack personal uh, PI calls. It uh, leads to more points and more passing. It's also why the NFL allows for quarterbacks to slide for free and not get hit. They love offense. They can't go back to these you know, even though there was a nine nothing game with the Saints, by the way, over the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what'd you think of that outcome? By the way, well, shocking. I, I I love good defense. I liked it. Yeah, but call me crazy. Yeah, but the NFL wants offense. That's point number three. And point number four about fixing the officiating is simply replay. Replay has elevated people's uh, expectations to unrealistic levels. I don't know what you're more passionate about: NFL replay or COVID. <laughs> hey man <laughs> i don't know what they're, they're both what they, grinds your gears more well you just missed my uh my soliloquy about at some point these leagues are gonna have to stop testing the only question is when now in a year or never I, at some point they won't test everybody for this when I is that know. point i don't i I, I have three cousins who just got it in the span of a week. And so, how are they? Are they okay? Uh, well, two of them are second cousins who are like 10 and 9. And my one cousin who she's a healthcare provider, she got it. So, only thing I know is dinner at their house canceled. Have you, got, have you gotten uh, COVID yet? Nope. I've gotten 90 shots. We've had five people at work get it. Yeah. 
And each, each time somebody got it, I was like, I'm getting a test. Fuck it. Right. And well, guess I, what? I, guess what? I got news for you. You're getting it. Maybe not for Christmas, but you're getting it. Everyone's going to get it. Everybody going to get it, Jay. Everybody going to get it at some point, brother. Virus got a virus. You ain't avoiding this thing. I've, I, I've avoided being sick for, I'm like Andy, for like 10 years. Me, me Andy, and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> We've got a streak going. But anyway. Anyway, oh. so about the officiating, is there any one point that you would like to make to try to tighten it up just a bit? I, I would like them to to take out the uh, defenseless player. It's football. Nobody's defenseless. Defenseless. Right. Excuse me. I hate that. Right. Defend yourself. <laughs> yeah. Keep your head up next time. I, I want to get back to the days of Chuck Cecil. Well, okay. I I do dis- <laughs> I do disagree with going helmet to helmet. There's no but, question. But shoulder, but shoulder to chest, that's outlawed now. Yeah, I know. It's 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 just ridiculous. Uh did you see the wildcat formation over the last couple of days cuz I saw it a few times and I said this on Twitter. I said it's the dumbest formation ever because you're telegraphing run you're doing it 10 versus 11, and the alternate outcome is that your running back, who you don't want throwing, has the option to yeet the ball downfield if he thinks he sees somebody open, which all combined sound like a terrible idea. It's the dumbest formation ever, and I used to be a fan of it. It's the dip and dots of NFL plays. Stupid. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up while watching. Uh, I can't remember what game I came to the conclusion that. And I think I said this on a podcast a few, maybe three months ago, NFL people aren't as smart as they think they are. And those days who, who of are, them, who are people I'm, be specific. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm not disagreeing. I'm co- just saying coordinators, coaches. coaches. Yes. Here's why. Yes. Because. Okay. Back when we were growing up, we didn't have the all-22s to look at. We didn't have all the technology to go, wait a minute, that was idiotic. And they could talk down to us. And he goes, you don't know. You don't watch all the film we have. Now we can watch just as much film as they do. So the days of Ray Hanley and Rich Kotite being coaches, those days are over. Well, not true. We've got Cliff Kingsbury. So that's bad enough. Whoa. Cliff's doing pretty well, though. He got his ass handed to him by the kneecap chewer. I want to talk about yeah. that game in just a second for a, a but, second, though. Go ahead. But Code, Harbaugh is a moron. Okay. It, here's here's what I had a problem with uh, regarding Harbaugh. Everything? <laughs> he has at least. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. East won a Super Bowl. I know. I think, pains yeah, me. To, no, he was, pains yeah. me to say that. He beat but, his but, 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 uh, but, 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 so did John Gruden. So did John Gruden. I know. I know. So here's what I had a problem with. So he decides to go for two at the end, near the end of the game against the Packers when uh, they were down one. And this is the, the exchange on the sideline as he was talking to his players. Now, when we, when we score the second touchdown, you want me to go for two and try to win right there? You want to go to overtime? Go for two and win right there? You'll make the play? Huntley with a snap from the gun. Steps up. Now he'll run. He's the five. One touchdown! Tyler Huntley! He's done it again! Do we want to kick it or go for it? What do you all think? Now, we, we can kick this and go to overtime, and we're in good shape. Or we try to win it here, then we just try to keep them out of field goal range. Okay. Stupid. By the way, that, that call, the dulcet tones of my friend, Jerry Sandusky, Jerry with the G, I know. as he likes to say. Yeah, yes. yeah. So what he just okay. did was the same thing as my dad when my mom would go away. You want to go for burgers? Huh? <laughs> burgers? No? What do you, you want yes? pizza? Should it's we right, go out for right. wings? What What do you want ice, to do, guys? <laughs> ice cream and cake? What do you want? That's the equivalent. So it's the same thing. Well, what player is going to go, I don't know, coach. Seems kind of risky. Right. That, that's what, again, it's like your dad choosing the menu oh, when your right. mom is not home. Right. You're not, he, he's asking a question that's not going to get anyone to say no. It's right. He's asking yeah. an automatic yes question. He, here's, yeah. here's my problem. He says, or we can kick the field goal or kick the extra point and go to overtime we're in good shape uh 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 there was 42 seconds left on the clock the packers had a timeout and they had a guy by the name of uh aaron hey, effing rogers i am always going to take my chances in overtime why one name tim tebow anything can happen well no but here's my point jay what I'm saying, John Aaron Har- Rodgers can throw, he can throw an interception and end the game. Well, okay, but John Harbaugh didn't understand that just going for two didn't guarantee the win. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I see what he you're didn't, saying. Okay. He didn't guarantee, right. like, he equated either be aggressive and go for the win or just go to overtime. You weren't guaranteed of getting to overtime if you kicked the extra point. 42 seconds and a timeout for Aaron Rodgers to go 35 yards to their your 35? I mean, that, Number, that shows you how loosely some head coaches, if not half the league, it shows you how loosely they understand tactics and specifics oh, oh. of game situations. The I'm, fact I'm glad that, you brought that up. Wait yeah. a minute. The play, even dumber. You rolled your quarterback out, yeah. thus cutting off one third of the right. field. Right, right. And and gee, I wonder who the Ravens are going to throw it to. Mark fucking Andrews. Right. Everybody knew that. So the play calling was dumb. The decision was dumb. It's again a head coach. Think- a head coach who was smart, a wouldn't be polling his players. 
He'd have already known in his mind what he was going to do. You think Mike Tomlin pulls on these players? Fuck no. This is what we're doing. <laughs> you don't go asking around, what do you think? You Number one, you've got a solid strategy in mind based on a good hour a week at least of prepping on game situations, game situations, quiz me coach, quiz me coach. Have a guy that just monitors all this stuff league-wide. And he would have said, okay, listen, if we score here, there's 40 seconds left. We're going for one because we can't win it right now, but we can lose it. And I want to make sure if we can't win it right now, because 40 seconds is a lot of time for Rodgers plus a timeout, I just don't want to lose it right now. So let's make sure we don't lose it right now. We're going to kick the extra point and see what happens. That's what a smart coach would have done. John Harbaugh, for all of his qualities, tactically not very smart. Terrible, terrible with the red flag. Terrible with uh, time management. Yeah, that that was when I when I heard that on Sunday. I that's not what a coach yeah. does. Yeah, he said, "Here's here's what we're gonna do, boy." You think Vince Lombardi would have asked Bart Starr? He would have told Bart Starr what yeah. we're doing. See yeah. how I threw see how I threw in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Bay okay, got it, got it, got it. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wanted to go back to the Lions and. Uh, Arizona game. This was yes. Dan chew the kneecaps off Campbell in the locker room afterwards. Welcome to Detroit. Man, I tell you what, we did everything we said we needed to do to that team. We did everything. And I tell you what, defense, you took it personal. It's three and out, man. You guys are making them have to punt. We turn the ball over offensively, right? And then we defensively, Amani 2 4, get You know, and he's, he's riffing on this stuff. Here's what I am reminded of about the NFL, and this is why it's so great, Jay. The shitty teams don't just quit like in the marathon sports leagues, baseball, basketball, hockey, because getting your ass kicked for 60 minutes is too much. It's too much poison. Like it's so poisonous. It's so, it sucks so bad. Even the shit teams at two wins at two and 11 will fight their ass off to beat a good opponent. Because it beats getting your ass kicked for 60 minutes and to have to go to the grocery store and pull your hood over your face. I think that, I, I think losing anything. You don't think base? No, I'm, I'm going to, I think, disagree, I think, I disagree. I, that, losing, that, that, period. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Because they've been, I played on a team one year that won one game in basketball because we played the best, uh, we were in the best league in America the Baltimore city league. And we played some of the best fucking talent ever. And we were a bunch of white guys and me. That was our team. <laughs> and we went <laughs> and we went one for 19. Yeah. And Zabin, it was the worst time of my life. So, okay. Yeah. But, but in, in the, in the marathon sports where there's a ton of games, the bad teams settle into a, a, a Stanley Hudson from the office situation saying, <laughs> listen here, this is a run out the clock operation. Same as it is upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> because it's easier to do that because it's so many games and you are, you know, when you're the Memphis Grizzlies and you suck, you're like, all right, we're just going to go along to get along. You know, let's keep getting paid, put out a decent effort. In the NFL, and this is what Campbell said, you take things personally. 
because it's so vicious of a sport. Uh, no, lo- losing, losing, but I, I get what your point is. All right. But, lo- but you know, by the way, Dan Campbell might be a meathead, might be a goofball, <laughs> but they play hard for him. Sure. They play, they should, they should have at least six wins. At well, least six wins. They, they had a couple wins that they just kind of threw away, basically. The, the, which is, which is the true game, of every team. I mean, true yeah, of every team. Yeah, the Baltimore game, they got completely effed on. Fourth and 29, they completed something like that. Yeah. Okay, I can't believe I buried this story until here, and we're going to get through a couple more, then we'll do FTG for the week. And I don't think you've opined on Urban Meyer yet. Did he get fired between our last chat? Yes, thank okay. God. We did, he did. Did he, so you talked about him last week? No, no, no. He did. He got fired before, after we talked. Oh, so you yeah, yet I, to uncork your Urban Meyer I, thing? I, okay. I know nothing to uncork because I, he's an asshole. I mean, that's I mean, there's just nothing. Okay, he, I'm I'm glad he will never go back to the NFL. He might not get another college job. Okay, all right. Here's the story of the of the week. As bad as the officiating in the NFL is. At least their referees are not having to be dragged off the field for being blisteringly drunk and flipping off fans. Because that's what happened with an umpire in the Mexican Pacific League this week. Have you seen the photos in the video? Nope, but while you're talking, I will set it up and I will look. The The umpire, Humberto Saiz... Apparently, it enjoyed a few too many cervezas before showing up to the ballpark, and the footage and the photos are beautiful. He was just standing there, just sort of barely keeping upright. And then he's Mexican giving, umpire he, drunk. Yeah, and then he's giving fans the finger as they're booing him. Oh, my God. Okay. The, uh, the rest of the crew okay. comes over, and they're like, okay. Umberto, I think it's time we call it a night. Okay. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> They're like escorting him off, and he's like getting, he would console he, someone. He's getting combative with him, like, "Oh, that too drunk, cowboy strikes." Strike. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> how great is that? <laughs> By the way, bucket list. Watch a Me- no. Do I want to watch a game the in Mexican Mexico? Pacific League? Uh, it looks mm. like it's sparsely attended, and it looks like it's probably very low A ball. In fact, below a low A ball, right? Oh my God! I love how they're all coming around, going, "It's time to go, Umberto." Imagine, you know, getting a bad call at the plate, and you turn and look at the ump and go, "Are you drunk?" And he goes. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Doesn't stop yeah. me from calling the game. No, I can still I do this. <laughs> right. oh, hey, 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 the call the calls are drunk for both sides. And the Angel Hernan- <laughs> the Angel Hernandez resets were flying after this. <laughs> Absolutely oh. flying. All right. Uh technology front. Question, what do you understand better of these four things? Ready? Bitcoin, NFTs, the metaverse, or Web3? None. Oh, for four. Okay. I'm starting to learn about each of them, and uh, I don't know, man. It sounds like the same old noise wrapped in different packaging. 
Although people will get on me about Bitcoin. Bitcoin's the truth. And I, I've, I've started to dip my toe into it, and I probably am going to buy some just to be in on that space. But uh, Web3 is supposedly a new internet that's going to be decentralized, so it'll lessen the, uh, the power of the Googles and the Facebooks and the Amazons and the Apples. So does that mean what I think it does? Which is? Easier porn. <laughs> easier, Jay. I mean, easier to get e- to. Easier to get to. How much easier can it be? Well, you've gone on the porn pages and they put up those <laughs> silly labels and stuff. You yeah. got to be 18. Yeah, yeah, you got to be 18. Yeah, well, how hard is that to say, go around? <laughs> click, 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 <laughs> gone, done. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would like wow, one stop shopping porn. All right, I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try to get somebody on that knows these new technology trends and they can explain to me like I'm a ten year old child what those what these four things are. Bitcoin, NFTs, the metaverse, and web three. Before we get to FTG, I told you I had three book chapters. Already, yes, the book that you and I are going to co-author about the Which, dirty, dirty business, a life in radio, a life we wouldn't I, wish on anybody who wants to have a career or a family by Steve Zabin and Jay Cottrell. Yes. And did, did you see the movie, the help? Did you see it? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, this joke, okay, never mind. The joke won't land. No, try joke try won't it land. on me. But, well, no, no, no. The thing with the, with the help was it started out with, with two maids and then it ended up like, 40 maids telling their story. And I was like, God, that'd be great for just everybody telling their shitty stories in radio. And I, that's, that's what I thought of. But uh, you didn't. 1960s Mississippi Southern Society girl Skeeter returns from college with dreams of being a writer. She turns her small town on us here by choosing to interview the black women who have spent their lives taking care of prominent white families. It sounds yeah. like radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. But so I got three chapters. The first one. And, and I gave them brief names, brief synopsis, whatever. The first one is I have a great idea how program directors make everything work. How many, <laughs> how many, pla- how many meetings have you said that set in that I have a great idea? Uh, <laughs> the worst ideas no, I've ever seen from program directors. In something radio. like, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, crazy in the night. The overnight guys oh. who are always <laughs> the strangest and weirdest ones. We've ever worked with our guy who shall remain nameless on the couch with that girl in the front lobby of the old building. (laughs) What was her name? Dara? Dirty Dara? I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe it was. Okay. All right. Uh, And the third one I have, and it's, and the, the, I don't know which is the response. Every engineer I've ever worked with has ever had. I don't the whole, know. I, the whole title of engineer. By the way, the, the worst engineer we worked with, and, and Mark Stern and I were going back and forth. Do you remember Sean, the engineer? No. Okay. He, was, he can't be worse than Merle. No, he a, was worse than Merle. A, he was Merle, worse. Merle, our engineer, had a bottle of Jack Daniels in the freezer, and he would yes. nip at it overnight. And then he and would show he would show pictures of his prostitute girlfriend to our or boy, br- or 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 bring them in <laughs> and have them talk to me while I'm doing a cat's game. Oh 
You actually met some of his paid for courtesans of the night. Yes. Oh my lord. Sean was our was when we were at the second go round of Rockville. He was about maybe five foot one, and I I want to say a bit of an asshole, but he was a fucking asshole. Okay. I would I would ask Sean a question, Sean. Uh, th- th- something's not working. How can you fix it? And he would literally turn and walk away, not even answer me. And I would yell at him, I'm fucking talking to you. He then he then stole emails on the sale of the station. Do you remember this? No. He got, he got caught in fire that he was intercepting emails from Dan Pugh and the rest of them. And yeah, he got fired for tampering with emails. He was the biggest asshole Oh, oh my God! See, and next lot, time we talk to Scotland, uh, ask him about Sean. Now he would, Scott, he would, he would remember a lot of these. A lot of these people that uh, were just the worst. I've purged from my memory. I'm oh. convinced it's a subconscious coping mechanism that I have, or just bad memory, or it's just I've been in radio too long. And it's like, yeah, there was that guy, and I've already all, forgotten about him. I have another. There was also, and I know you're running short on time. So I'm not when short I worked, of time. Go ahead, take your time. When I worked, when I worked at a music station, um, we would often, they would often send us to remote locations, and once they send us, they sent us to the Bahamas for four days. Now I, I don't know if you remember, but I took my shit seriously. I would go to bed early. Like remember the the year you guys gave me shit for not watching the Super Bowls. The Steelers I, Super Bowl. I, I did be, because I you had, had to, to go, go to, to bed. bed and right, right. So we're in the Bahamas, and I'm like, I can't fuck around, even though I'm young and I want to fuck around. So what station I was, was this? Uh, WWIN ninety five point nine in Baltimore. We were number one for like two years. Hey, how about that? Anyway, anyhow. so we had anyhow. So we had an engineer come with him come with us. And all week long, he was talking about how much fun we're going to have. And I kept telling them, and by the way, my program director, she was the best one I ever had. And she was tough as nails. Ooh. And you didn't want to, you didn't want to fuck around because she would give you the wrath of Khan. So I told him, I was like, we got to be on time for these broadcasts. Cause number one, it's costing a shit ton. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's costing a shit ton. Yeah. So first night day, first night, First, I mean, first, first night, he's out drinking at the bar at like nine. And I think his name was Mark. And I'm like, Mark, I'm going to bed. I got to be up at, I don't know, four. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll be ready. I get up at four. I'm in the Bahamas on a landline, by the way, printing out stories, Abe. Thank you, on a landline. Wow. Landline in Bahamas. Right. Wow. So the show starts. The show's about to start. I can hear the station in my headphones. We're playing some 70s R&B music. 545 550 <laughs> 552 I'm fucking nervous now. We don't go on the air till 608 because of top of the hour and all that stuff. So I run to his room and knock on the door. Nothing. I open it and he has one of those chains on it that you can't open it. He's dead asleep. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. I call I call my PD. I'm like, KB, we are not going to get in the air on time. She curses me up and down. He finally wakes up at about 6.07 and then proceeds to get angry with me for calling our program director. (laughs) 
It's just of course. These why why you gotta rap me out? Well, we were, what, not, he, well we were not. Well, we were not going to answer the bell at six oh seven like we normally do. What am I supposed to do? You think she would not have heard that we weren't on the air at six oh seven? Be right. mad at you me? Can, Fuck you. you! You can only play Earth Wind and Fire so many times before I don't know <laughs> well, the number one morning the number one would, morning show in Baltimore isn't on the air. Okay, I would say there's no limit to the times you can play Earth Wind and Fire and still have not be awesome because it is awesome. But I get your point. All right. I know. He should be FTG. Here we go. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do we got for the week? Staying on the radio topic, Gitter is my FTG. Why? Because I asked Gitter to play two bangers, and he played none of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So why did he not? Why did he not play him? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's not like I asked. I, I've asked a lot of Gitter. It's like the two things I've asked. What were your he, What were your two bangers? I can't even remember what okay. they were now. But he, he just, just won't do it. He won't play. He him. won't do it. Right, what a Dick. Thank you. You would think, what, especially what with me out this week, he could have fit it in at some point. I, I'm I'm I like Gitter. I'm a little disappointed. A little little bit disappointed now. All right. You know what? When I'm back after the first of the year, I will call you up. And if you can get away from your work there at uh Mohawk Trucking or whatever it is you're Cowan Trucking. Right. If you can get away from your work at Cowan Trucking, I'll let you come on the air and sell your banger. As Jay, the black guy who likes a lot of classic rock and rap, Cottrell. All right. Thank you. There Thank you, you. Get her, fuck you. <laughs> All right, mine is a FTG, F that gal. This is a woman on a plane. Not Carol? This is, on a wo- this is a woman on a plane trying to pretend she has a baby she's breastfeeding. Narrator, it was not, in fact, a baby. Whether it's not a blade or not. I'm holding... My baby. Please, I'm asking you, just show me that you have a baby. Go ahead, take the blanket off if you're that short. He's filming you do this, by the way. Yes, we gave him permission. He will take I the never gave him permission. You said go ahead and take the blanket off. Also- it's a cat! Oh, it is a cat! <laughs> I told you! I told you! <laughs> 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 listen, listen, listen to her. Lynx, not a cat. There's a, a big difference. It's a lynx, she says, not a cat. Ma'am, that makes it even worse. Because those are less domesticated and more feral. Or feral. 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 Yeah, yes, not feral. I I wow. It's an emotional emergency <laughs> service animal. And it's a lynx, not a cat. There's yeah, a you... big difference. <laughs> no, it's not. Fuck that, gal. Get off the plane, you bitch. <laughs> Come on now. Breastfeeding a baby. It's a cat. <laughs> or in your case, a lynx. All right, Jay, as we like to say around here, bye-bye now. now. That is a wrap from me. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow, subscriber edition, me, Scott, Solly, and the new Zabecast Landjet video clips to follow as well. Subscribe and be part of the 1% Nation. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you tomorrow.